Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Misadventures with the Narcissist. I know it's been a while since my last episode. I just checked that my last episode was on January 30th. It is now March 24th, so it's been almost two months since I gave you guys an update. And the reason I waited is because, as I mentioned in my previous episode, we had a court date, um, and you guys are not going to believe what happened. So, as I mentioned, the first court date got canceled, um, and the narcissistic ex-husband came into town. He flew into town for that. Um, but it got canceled because of a snowstorm. And then we had rescheduled it for the middle of February, I believe. And that also got canceled because of a snowstorm. So it's the only two snow days that we had this winter. And both of them happened to be our core date. So I just thought that was really funny. Um, And we did end up rescheduling for March. And I do. I was trying to decide if I should tell you guys in this episode, if I should tell you about that court date and what happened, or if I should tell you about what's been happening with my kids. So I decided to go ahead and talk about what's happening with my kids. Um, And then in the future episode, the next episode, I will talk about what happened in court um, and the outcome of that. So um, I am doing this episode talking about my children. I don't often talk about my children in this way. I usually talk about things like the, you know, my narcissistic ex-husband did to them or with them or, you know, things like that. But I don't, I haven't really talked about how they're feeling, how they're handling all of this. And specifically, I haven't talked about how they have um, reacted to me and to the fact that I'm kind of hinting in some ways um, about narcissistic abuse. So in this episode, I want to talk about my children's reaction to my reaction to the abuse, if that makes sense, Um, because I think it's a very important topic. And this is something that I'm sharing, knowing that my goal with this podcast is to one day share it with my children um, so they know what has been happening. At least they know my story, right? I want my children to know my story because I don't know my parents' story and their story doesn't match up. um, And I'm still trying to make sense of my own childhood. And part of why I created this podcast is so that my children could make sense of their childhood um, with the help of this podcast. So that, again, not that I'm forcing my own opinions and experiences onto them, but I wanted them to have my story, right? I wanted them to have a place where they can go where like things didn't make sense and then they listen to an episode or to the podcast and now they're like oh my god that makes so much sense so that was one of my intentions when I started this podcast and I was actually going to have my children listen to this podcast when they were 15 um, and my oldest son has turned 15 um, he's actually almost 16 and I decided to wait I decided that he wasn't quite ready for um for this podcast so my goal is now to have my children listen to this podcast um in a few years so um I'm still gonna keep recording I guess and keep sharing here even though not as frequently as I used to but I think it's really important that they have this and then you know guys what's crazy that as I'm saying this in the back of my mind, um, and this is just an example of what happens when you've been the victim of narcissistic abuse, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, if my ex-husband listens to this podcast and knows that I plan on sharing this with my kids, what if he's going to hurt my kids? What if he's going to kill them, right? <laughs> like, that. And I know I'm, I'm laughing, but it's a nervous laugh, but I seriously had a thought of what if he doesn't want to be exposed, like he doesn't want me to expose my children or to expose him to my children and the fact that he's a narcissist. And what if he does something bad to them because he just does not want um, himself to be exposed? So 
that thought is in my head at the back of my head and I'm thinking am I putting my children's lives in danger by recording this podcast am I putting my own life in danger and although my ex-husband has never shown signs of physical violence um at least not you know not like outward <laughs> um physical violence um nothing surprises me at this point right like he watches crime shows all the time. He is obsessed with like murders and cold cases and all of these things. And I think because of that in the back of my head and because of how like how innocent he looks in a way um, where nobody would ever believe that he would do something like this. And because his narcissistic abuse is only geared towards me still and no one else can see it, right? Like no one else can freaking see it. Um, then no one would suspect him of anything. And and I know I'm envisioning things that may never happen, but I don't know. It, it's just like I've been so shook and shaken and surprised by the things he's done in the past and the things that he continues to do that I'm like nothing that he would do surprises me anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like literally I expect him to do anything at this point. So um I'm recording that this podcast with that in the back of my mind and feeling like, oh my God, what if, right? So if he's if he's listening to this, um and I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> um because at some point I, I do plan on sharing this with um, with people that he knows as well. So anyway, even though I know, anyway, we're not going to, I'm not going to get into that right now, but, um, that's what I wanted to talk about today. I wanted to talk about my experience with my children and their reaction. So I've been really surprised and there was actually an Instagram post. I'm going to, um, go and find it right now because, I had saved this Instagram post that literally um, <laughs> like kind of hit home for me. And I saw that post and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I'm going through. So I found the post and it says, the most powerful and helpful thing you can say to someone who has experienced abuse is, I believe you. And the reason I... Oh, oh, and then there's actually another post right after that that I saved. It says, trauma happens and harms us, but I often wonder if the worst trauma is the second wave, when your story is misbelieved, mistrusted, and maligned. May your story find safe harbor in the presence of people who will honor both of your vulnerability and resilience. And I am getting emotional talking about this because I feel like... Gosh, this is so hard to say, but I literally feel like my children don't believe me. And this is something that I never thought would happen, you know, and with like with other people, when I've told them the story, oftentimes, you know, I feel like they believe me, but they just think like, oh, what's the big deal? You know, it's not a big deal. He's just a narcissist, whatever. Many people are narcissists. So what the hell is the big deal? Um. So I've kind of stopped telling my story. I used to tell it a lot. Like when um, when I first got divorced and when I realized what had happened and the abuse, I told the story a lot. Like anybody who would listen, you know, I was like, look, look, look what happened to me, you know? Um, and that's part of the reason why I started this podcast is because I had a story to tell. And I feel like for the most part, people believe me and people were compassionate, even though some weren't. Um, but their reaction, I don't know, their reaction bothered me sometimes, but I never took it personally. I just chalked it up to, well, they just don't understand because they've never been through it. And I remember one time I was listening to an expert, like a narcissistic abuse expert, and she was talking about how um, her narcissistic ex-husband alienated, alienated her own son from her. And I remember thinking this was early on 
in my um my recovery journey i just remember thinking how is that possible like doesn't how can an ex-husband alienate the mom you know and this can go about both ways it's not um gender specific obviously you know it can be um the other way around too depending on who's the narcissist but i just remember thinking how is that possible like i just don't i just don't see that and i'm really sad to say that i am seeing that with my own children and I just never thought that would ever be me. I never thought that would happen. And again, there's just been so many things in this narcissistic abuse journey that I was like, I just never thought that would happen. That when now when things happen that I never thought would happen, like I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked. You know, like I'm shocked and surprised, but I'm not because if there's anything one thing I know is that you just never know what's coming. You just never know what's around the corner. And I think that's what, that's why this type of abuse is so dangerous. That's why it's so harmful to someone's mental and physical health. Um, And that's why it's so hard. Like it's so hard to navigate and it's so hard to heal from because things keep happening, right? Like it just doesn't stop, especially when you are co-parenting and when you share children with a narcissist, because you can't just walk away. Like you can't, you can't go no contact. You can't walk away because they'll find ways to continue the abuse. And as you can see with my ex-husband, he found ways to continue the abuse through court. And now he's continuing it through my children. And it's just never a place where I thought I would actually find myself, to be honest. Okay, so my kids, just to give you guys an idea of where we're at. So my kids are 11, 13, and 15. Within like the next few months, they're going to be 12, 14, and 16. So they are old enough where they can see things, they can notice things, um, they understand dynamics, they can see what's going on, and all of that. And I specifically, you know, years ago, um, maybe like two years ago, I was talking to my therapist over the phone and she was like, you know, at some point you're going to have to tell your kids or you should tell your kids about what's going on. Um, And she said, I think at the age of 15 is when they'll be mature enough to comprehend all of this. So I've always kind of kept that in the back of my mind, thinking that at 15, I was going to tell the But when my son turned 15, I wasn't quite ready. But what's been happening since my ex-husband left is that my kids, I don't know if they're starting to notice things or what's going on, but I used to listen to a lot of YouTube videos and podcasts um, and read books about narcissistic abuse when I was trying to figure out what happened to me. Um, I would just, and I'm sure so many of you can relate, right? Um, Like just listening to videos all the time and YouTube and podcasts. And um, and then I also subscribe to like Dr. Romani and a lot of other channels on YouTube about narcissistic abuse. And I don't anymore, actually, maybe I'll do another podcast about that. But um, about a year ago, I was like still in like the full throttle of learning about narcissistic abuse. And sometimes my kids, you know, like they would pass by me in the living room. So we have a TV in the living room and I don't really watch TV. I just usually watch YouTube um, normally, like when my kids are home. So sometimes, and I don't watch these um, these shows or videos about narcissistic abuse with my kids around. Like I just, you know, decided that it was going to be something that I did in my own time and not expose them to, to it right now. Um, but sometimes when my kids walk by, they would see the title of a video. So on my YouTube, I don't know if you guys do this, but on my YouTube um, channel, when I log in, I have subscriptions. And when you go to your subscriptions tab, it shows you all of the latest videos from creators that you subscribe to. And oftentimes 
there would be things, you know, videos, because Dr. Romani publishes a video every day. And a lot of the other, um, like the Royal We is another channel that I watch, who also publishes videos every day. And my kids would be walking by and they would look at my screen and they would be like, why are you always watching these videos about narcissistic abuse, right? Because they would see the titles of the videos in my subscriptions tab, even though I wasn't watching those videos with them there, they would see the titles on the TV. And after a while, they would just ask, like, why are you watching so many things about narcissistic abuse? And one of the first things my son, my middle son, um, who is 13, said to me, this was about a year ago, and this is after the summer, after they had spent their entire summer with my ex-husband. Um, so about a year ago, my son, he was walking by, and I remember this moment so clearly, he was walking by the living room, I was laying on the couch, he glanced over at the TV, and he goes, why are you watching so many videos about narcissistic abuse? Um, you're just keeping yourself in the victim mindset if you keep watching them, because these videos make you believe that you've been the victim of narcissistic abuse when they're just putting thoughts in your head. And literally, that's what he said. And I looked at him and I was kind of shocked. And I was like, how is he, where is he getting these words from, <laughs> right? Like I've never heard him speak like that. And where where is he learning this from? Like, that's not something that someone would say, right? Like a kid might be like, hey mom, what's narcissistic abuse? You always watch videos about it. But instead he didn't say that. He was just like, why do you keep watching these videos about narcissistic abuse? They keep you in the victim mindset. And it just dawned on me that I think my ex-husband that's how he presented it to him, right? To my kids. Like, I think he's been grooming them to think that I am making things up and that I'm crazy and that I'm just basically keeping myself stuck in the cycle of believing that I was the victim of narcissistic abuse. And I'm I'm pretty sure that that's what he did. Um, so that way my kid, like, so that way when I'm gonna tell my kids about it, that they're already prepared, they've already had the talk from him about narcissistic abuse and why you shouldn't believe victims. And he's even, like, he's even mentioned to my kids before. For example, if there was like a story on the news about a woman being raped or you know, someone, a woman being assaulted or a woman being um, just mistreated by her fiance or killed or whatever. Like he would always say things like, and I didn't realize this at the time, but he would, and he did this while we were married too, but more so after we got divorced, um, he would say things like, um, yeah, don't believe them unless it's proved, right? Like don't believe it I don't believe what they say unless they can prove it. Or why do people believe everything women say? Um, I don't know exactly what he used to say, but it was something along the lines of why would you believe somebody when she says that she's been raped or assaulted or um, or abused when she has no proof, right? Like they need to prove that that actually happened to them before you can actually believe them. So I think from an early age, he so calculated this man. He um he kind of trained my kids to not believe specifically women because he never said this about men. Um, but it was specifically to women who had come out as being abused or raped or some sort of um something that had happened to them. And he's trained my kids to question that and to be like, don't believe the first thing they say. They need to prove it, right? Like innocent until proven guilty, that sort of thing, which I guess is what our justice system runs on. Um, but he literally has been drilling that into my kids' brains that don't just believe somebody just because they say it. They need to prove to you that it happened. And all of these women are exaggerating and they, you know, they're, they gave permission to be raped or whatever, um, or they gave permission 
And then they said they didn't. So they're the ones lying who are turning around and saying that they didn't actually give permission when they did. And he would often say things like, no means yes. When women say no, they actually mean yes. Um, and you'll hear my kids say that now, like jokingly, but they'll be like, you know, when oh, dad said, when a woman says no, she actually means yes. Because um, I was trying to teach them about consent and all of that. And they would joke and be like, no, they actually mean yes. So he has literally been drilling this into my kids' brains um, from the moment they were younger. And I think from the moment when he realized that I knew what I had been through. And because he is so covert, because he's so calculating, he made sure to train our children to not believe me or any women for that matter when they said anything about being abused. So that is what I'm working with. And I thought, right, like I thought my kids would believe me, <laughs> um, but but they don't. And that's what makes me really sad. And just to go back to the story about my son who's um, asking me about narcissistic abuse, right? And when he said that thing about watching these videos, you just get stuck in the victim mindset. I said to my my, 12, my 13 year old, um, I was like, you know, and again, I was trying to decide how to answer him and how to address what he just said. But I responded with, I watched these videos because I'm trying to make sense of what happened to me. Um, but I didn't say what happened to me with your father or what happened to me in my marriage, right? Like at first I was like, I'm just trying to make sense of what happened to me. And these videos are really helpful in making me and helping me understand what I've been through. Again, never mentioned their dad, um, you know, that he put me through this. And then after a few times of this, like there were other times when I would listen to the videos, my kids would be in their rooms and I didn't think they were paying attention to what my videos were about, but they would be in the room and I'd be like, oh, you know, I'm curious to see this new video from whoever expert I was listening to that day or watching. And then sometimes my son would, I think he, from his room, he would listen and he would be like, hey mom, why do you keep watching that stuff? Um, and like after a little bit, like after a few months of this, um, I had said something about, um, my, like my ex-husband, you know, not treating me nicely and being mean to me, but treating other people nicely. So they couldn't really tell, you know, I don't know exactly what I told my kids, but they kind of put two and two together. And my other son was like, are you saying that our dad was a narcissist? Are you calling him a narcissist? And I looked at my son and I was like, well, <laughs> um, and I was like, I think this is time for me to come clean, right? Like it's time for me to say what I've been wanting to say for a long time. Um, and my, my son looked at me without, I just said, well, and I was about to answer. And my son looked at me um, interrupted me, right? Like, as soon as I said, well, he interrupted me. He goes, mom, this is ridiculous. Dad is so nice. He's so, um, he's been so nice to you. He never says anything bad about you. I've only seen him be helpful to you and do good things for you. And you're just accusing him of being a narcissist. And that's not okay. Um, you can't turn us against him and um what else did he say like you can't turn us against him and and i've never seen what you see and i looked at my son and again i was kind of shocked um and i was like well <laughs> you know there's a lot that goes into narcissistic abuse um that i know about and uh he did he was a narcissist he is a narcissist and he did um he was emotionally abusive to me um and even to you guys when you were younger. And my son just absolutely lost it. He was like, you're lying. That's not true. Um, he's so nice. You're just jealous. That's my son's favorite thing to say now. You're just jealous of dad because he's more successful than you because he actually has a girlfriend. He's going to get married. 
People at work love him. He loves his job. He has money. He has fun. He gets to travel and he gets to have a full life and you don't. And you're just jealous of that. So you're trying to put him down. Now, that was my 15-year-old son reaction to when I told him that his father is a narcissist. And I literally, <laughs> like, I think that was one of the most shocking moments of my life. And some stuff had, like, some other stuff had um, transpired in between where, like, him, you know, my ex-husband and I had conflict and my kids were watching us argue and, and fight and stuff like that. Um, but I never outright called him a narcissist, right? I never, you know, told my kids what happened um, or anything. But to hear my son, my 15-year-old son, basically tell me that he doesn't believe me um, was just really heartbreaking. And it's still heartbreaking. And the crazy thing is that all my three children have the same exact view. They all think I'm lying. They all think I'm jealous of my ex-husband because now he has, you know, a, a girlfriend slash fiance, whatever she is. Um, they all think that I am just against him. I'm against him and I'm trying to turn them against him. And because of that, they are now against me and they have always taken his side, which is so crazy to me. And I remember, like, you know, when you're, I don't know if you guys have gone through this, but I remember when I was a teenager and I had friends, female friends who were sexually abused and they were, you know, it came out years later that they never said anything. And um, you know, now they're finally coming out. And this is not only friends, but like people in the media too and um, and people in the public eye as well, where they're like, you know, when I, I was raped from seven to nine and I never told my parents and or, you know, are sexually assaulted by this person in our family and never said anything. And now I'm finally ready to to share my story. And I just remember thinking like, why don't people believe them? Like why, you know, first of all, why are people afraid to say anything, right? I never understood why people were afraid to say anything. But secondly, why people didn't believe them. And now I totally understand, right? Like I never got the concept of if you come out saying that somebody abused you, um, or sexually abused you or mentally or emotionally or whatever, that people may not believe you, right? Like I never, I never thought of that concept as a thing. I just always assumed because I personally always believe somebody when they said that. Um, and in my mind, I was like, why would somebody not believe it? Like, obviously I know people can make stuff up and I know people do, um, and all of that, but I don't think that's the majority. And when my son looked at me and told me those words, it was the first time where I actually understood why people stay silent. And that is something that, um, you know, in some ways I stayed silent as well um, because I still haven't shared the story with everybody, right? Like I still haven't exposed my ex-husband to the world by his name, you know, or anything like that. Like, obviously I'm exposing him here, but it's all anonymous. Um, but it was the first time where I understood why there is shame in sharing your story. Why, or not that there's shame, but why you may be shamed for sharing your story, why it may not be a good idea to share your story, why not everybody's ready to actually hear your story and why you may get the response that you are shocked to get. And I literally never thought it would be my children. I thought, like, I thought my children could see through everything um, because they could see, right? Like, children are smart. They're, they're very observant. They can see what's happening. And I just thought 
that they would see the abuse because they've been with my ex-husband and I, both of us interacting, um, both when we were married and after we got divorced. Now, when we were married, I didn't even see it. So I'm not, I was not expecting my children to see it. Um, but as I started to see it, I think I just assumed that my children would start to see it too. And that was a wrong exception on my end. Um, because they still don't see it. And I think that has been so difficult for me where like there were times where I would talk to my children and they'd be like, I don't believe you. That's not true. You know, dad is a nice guy <laughs> um, and that's great and that's fun. And dad is the best dad we could ever have um, where like I would just be in tears afterwards and I would be like, why? don't my children believe me? Why, you know, why, why don't they believe me? And I've actually thought about having an expert on this podcast to interview them about it. Um, so if you are an expert listening at this podcast and you want to be on the podcast, um, please let me know because, um, you can find me on Instagram because I really am trying to understand why my children are in denial about, um, the experience. And, and, and it's not like my, my ex-husband has been outwardly abusive emotionally and mentally to my children, uh, where I've been able to recognize it. And I've called him out on it in front of my children. And they still, they still think he's a great dad and he's a great parent and they still don't believe me and they believe him. And I don't understand the psychology of that. Partly, I think, you know, maybe that's their own defense mechanism where they have to be like, well, we can't accept that our dad is this monster. Um, a part of it because of the cognitive dissonance that they have within themselves because of how good my ex-husband is at manipulating and pretending. And part of it, you know, I think it's their own defense mechanism. Part of it, I think they don't understand narcissistic abuse and I think people don't unless they've been through it and maybe um my children will understand when they're older that they've also been through it as well just in a different way um so maybe they'll get it one day I don't know I do hope they will um they will change their mind on this but there has never literally and since then I've had more conversation with my children like I have come out and said you know, yes, I have experienced narcissistic abuse when I was married to your dad and even after, and it continues. Um, and I said, he doesn't do it to anybody else except for me. And it's hard for anybody else to see. And that's why you guys may not believe me because he's not like this with anybody else. And, you know, then they're like, well, you're just crazy because he's a nice guy um, and everybody loves him and everybody at work loves him. And, you know, his girlfriend's parents think he's great. And, his girlfriend thinks he's great. And why would he have a girlfriend and a fiance if he was a narcissist, right? That's my, my children's um, thinking when I've told them these things. But the thing is my children, and I've given them examples, right? Like I sat down and I said, can I give you guys an example? Maybe you will understand. And I've given them examples. And even then, they're like, no, that makes no sense, you know? Or they'd be like, no, mom, you're crazy. Like my son, now my 15 year old is at the point where I cannot even mention my ex-husband without my son, like literally cutting me off as soon as I, even if I'm about to say something nice about my ex-husband, right? Um, like my son, my 15 year old son will cut me off and be like, mom, I am not sitting here. I'm not going to sit here and listen to you put that down. You put him down all the time. Stop being so jealous. You're crazy. He doesn't do that. Just stop. Stop talking about him this way and trying to get me to go against him as well. Um, so he will not even let me say the words your dad or my ex-husband's name without literally like interrupting me and taking my ex-husband's side. And I've had my middle son, like I've had a conversation with him, um, you know, and he was like, I'm trying to understand why you're so obsessed with this narcissistic abuse thing. Um, 
And I said, you know, can I give you some examples? Can I share with you some of the things that have happened that will make you understand? And then my son just like I I shared some things with my son. Um, and he'll he after that, he's like, I have no feelings, I have no emotions. I don't know what to feel anymore. And he was very robotic. Um, he's like, I don't know what to feel anymore. When I look at my dad, I see him as this fun guy who takes me places, who does stuff with me, who teaches me things, who takes time to talk to me and get to know me, um, who takes me places, takes me on vacations, gives me good experiences. Why are you wanting me to like why are you making him into a bad guy he's not a bad guy to me um and you know he's like I, that's why i i always ask you to stop talking about him because i i don't see what you see and i said that is exactly like that's exactly what i'm trying to say is that he's not like this with everybody he picked one person in his life and that's me he may have another person at work who knows um but he's picked me to be this way with, and he's not like this with anybody else. So he's not, um, he's not visible. He doesn't do this to anybody else. Um, and my son was like, that makes no sense. I'm sorry, but it just makes no sense. And then my daughter, who's the youngest, um, she will, like, when I tell her stuff, I can tell she's uncomfortable. They're all uncomfortable. And it's like, I know I know part of divorce is that you are not supposed to talk bad about the other parent, right? Like you're not supposed to say bad things, which I understand because then you're making the children choose, right? Like you're making them take a side. And I don't necessarily, I mean, do I want them to take my side? Maybe, I don't know. Um, but it's like, I just want them to see my side. And I don't think they will. I don't know when they will. Um, despite what my ex-husband does to them, <laughs> they still believe that he's a good guy. And I'll give you guys an example. So um, as some of you know, many of you know, who have listened to this podcast, I was really sick for a long time because of mold. Um, and when I was really sick because of mold, I could not do anything. I could barely get out of bed each day, um, let alone um, see plans through or make plans with anybody because I knew that even if I made plans, there was a 99% chance that I would have to cancel them because I was not feeling well. And I think because of that um, and because my ex-husband told my children like every single time be like, you know, see, mom canceled plans again, mom canceled again, um, she's unreliable, she can't make up her mind, so now my children see me as this person who always cancels plans, is indecisive, and cannot make her, cannot make up her mind, and cannot commit to anything, um, and that is how my children view him, because that is how my ex-husband has trained them to view me, and the thing is, it was true for a long time, for like a seven years or so, that I would make plans because I was so hopeful and I wanted to make plans. And then I literally would have to cancel because I would have like debilitating exhaustion or fatigue or dizziness or like all of these invisible things, right? Because it's not like I had a broken leg and that's why I couldn't walk over to someone's house or... I, you know, I could still see, I had my eyesight, I could still walk, <laughs> like all of the things that I was dealing with were invisible. And only I could see and tell that I was exhausted. And to someone else, they'd be like, well, just push through it, right? Like my ex-husband would say, just push through it. I don't understand why you can't just push through it. So again, my children have been trained by my ex-husband to believe that I'm unreliable, indecisive, cancel plans all the time, can't follow through, can't even make decisions. Now, that is not a good way to feel as a mom, um, to, th to know that your children view you that way. Um, and it's like for the last year or so when I've actually, I've gotten my health back for the most part, like I have been making such an effort to stick with every, like if I say I'm going to do something, 
I'm going to stick through with it and I'm going to do it. And it's been very rare that I've canceled things. It's been just like I've been able to follow through because my health is now a lot better. But I don't think my kids see that. They still see me as this mom who has not been able to follow through. And I wanted to give you guys an example of that. So last year, um, my ex-husband had told my kids, my daughter had a gymnastic competition and he told her that he would come and visit her that weekend so he can see her gymnastics competition. And then last minute, um, he obviously canceled. <laughs> um, and sorry, my phone, um, he canceled and just didn't show up. He was like, you know, sorry, I can't make it. My kids were not upset with him. They weren't like, oh, you know, dad, you're letting us down. You're canceling. Like they were just like, okay. Right. Like that's their reaction. Anytime he'll do something or say something, they'll just be like, okay, no problem. Now, if I was to cancel something, they would get so upset and so mad and I would not hear the end of it. Right. Um, like if, for example, if I tell my son that I'm going to take him to the gym, right. Like after school, if I'm like, okay, I'm going to take you to the gym after school. And then for some reason I can't make it, whether it's because I'm not feeling well, or I have to make dinner or I have to go somewhere else. Or like if for any reason I need to cancel, my son will get so mad at me um, and he'd be like, you always cancel. You're so unreliable. You're, um, you know, I can't count on you. Why did you tell me you could? And now you can't. Um, you're always like this, right? So he gets really mad and really angry with me. If I was to say that I can do something and then I can't, um, even if that thing that I can't do is out of my control, right? Like maybe a meeting came up or something else happened or my car broke down, right? Like, they're like, no, you told me you take me, so you need to take me. Otherwise, you're unreliable. Um, so I have no leeway with my children when it comes to saying that I'm going to do something and then not doing it. It's like they will remember that for as long as they live, that I didn't do what I said I would do. With my ex-husband, he literally, <laughs> like, he can promise them the world. And then say no, and they're not gonna get mad. They're just gonna be like, okay. Um, and case in point again, this year, my ex-husband took me to court, as you know, because he wanted more time with my children. And he told my children, right? He messaged me like a month ago, and he was like, Hey, I want to come and see our daughter's gymnastic competition the last week of May. Um, is it okay if I have the kids that whole weekend? Like if I pick them up from school on Friday and drop them off to your house on Sunday? And I said, sure, that's totally fine. Um, that's great, right? So I made my own plans to do other things that weekend. And then he told the kids, he's like, I'm gonna come see you guys the last week of May. I'm bringing my girlfriend. Um, she's gonna come too. And then we're gonna meet up. His brother lives lives here so he's like we're gonna meet up with you know with your uncle and uh, we're gonna come and also celebrate my son's birthday so my sons have birthdays in may like the middle of may um and then my daughter had a gymnastics competition that weekend i think it was like i can't remember exactly what date but uh, but anyway he's like i'll come for both of your birthdays and for your sister's gymnastics competition and i'm gonna come with my girlfriend and I'm renting a hotel and renting a car. And he made this whole plan for my children for the end of May this year. Um, and knowing that he is going to have the kids that weekend, I've made my own plans, right? To go on my own trip. Um, anyway, so my kids were all excited, right? They, uh, he, you know, he didn't tell me any of this, <laughs> Um or like he told me that he was coming, but didn't tell me that he was bringing a girlfriend, didn't tell me anything else. He was just like, can I have the kids from this time to this time? Um, then I've, I found out, oh, obviously from my children that the girlfriend is coming, which is fine, whatever. Um, but then last weekend, they had a call with my ex-husband and my daughter comes downstairs and she's like, that's not coming um, to, to my gymnastics meet. Um, 
at the end of May. And I was like, what do you mean he's not coming? He said he was coming. They're like, no, he canceled his trip. Um, he's not coming. I was like, are you okay? How are you feeling about that? She's like, oh, it's fine. Um, it's okay. And I was like, well, I'm so confused. <laughs> like, if that was me, right? Like, I told my kids before I was going to take them on vacations. And we had a flat tire. This is a whole other story. We had a flat tire last week when we were supposed to go on vacation. And I said, guys, I think we're not going to make it at the airport. Like, I think we need to turn around and go back home. Um, and my kids were like, you're trying to find reasons to cancel our trip. We knew you didn't want to go to begin with. And um, like my kids gave me such a hard time last week because we had a flat tire and we could not get to the airport on time for our flight. Like they still say that I did that on purpose so we don't go on our trip. Now, when my ex-husband canceled his trip to come see them, no, like no one batted an eye no one complained no one said anything no one thought that was wrong or nothing they were just like okay and they're all like oh yeah dad canceled his trip um so he's not coming anymore and I was like what do you mean he's not coming <laughs> like he's just not coming and I was like and you're okay with that and they're like yeah we're fine whatever and like they just go on about their day now the crazy thing is that yesterday my 15 year old son um needed me like he needed me to take him somewhere over the summer during his dad's parenting time and I said you know I don't know if I'm able to take you because I may be on my own vacation so I'm not sure if I like if I can come back home and take you to this to this place that you need to go um and then my son said something along the lines of oh, yeah, well, you know, you're not, you cancel things all the time anyway, Um, so maybe I shouldn't count on you, right? Something like that. And I thought, and, and I got really mad, and it, I got really triggered, and sometimes I will do this, and I know it's not the best thing for me to do, but sometimes I'm like, if I can show them examples of their dad's narcissism as it's happening, <laughs> maybe they'll be more like more aware of it and they can start seeing it. Right. So I asked my son, I was like, well, when your dad canceled his trip to come see you guys for your birthday in May, did you, <clears throat> did you call him unreliable? Did you um, tell him that you can count on him? Right. He's canceling the trip and not going. Um, and my son was like, no, because he's reliable. I'm like, but this is the second trip he's canceled he moved right like he literally moved without telling my children that he was moving he moved to be with his girlfriend right like instead of moving to be with them like how is he reliable and how is he showing that he cares and why am I the one that's unreliable because I have a freaking flat tire and I can't like I can't drive to the airport anyway sorry I feel like I'm totally just rambling right now. I'm uh, sorry if I lost any of you guys, but I'm just like, I'm just shocked. And I think beyond the shock, behind the shock is just sadness. I have a lot of sadness that my children don't believe me and that it literally feels like when they talk about, you know, flying monkeys and people who enable the narcissist. Um, I was like, well, I don't have any of those because that would be all of my ex-husband's family, right? Like, and I don't talk to them anymore. Um, and I'm like, are my children flying monkeys? <laughs> like, are is that the role that they're playing right now in, in my life, you know? And I, I don't know if this sounds weird. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. But I am just in disbelief. And I think... I'm feeling a lot of sadness that my children, not that they're not on my side because I'm okay. Like I, I don't expect children to take sides. I know when I went through a divorce with my parents, um, like they wanted me to take sides and I felt in, in the middle of them. And also it's like, I know what divorce does to children because I am a child of divorce and I don't ever want my children to feel like I'm asking them to take sides. But what I am asking them to do is to just open their eyes 
and recognize abuse because I feel like I am wanting to teach them <laughs> about how to spot the signs and what to look for. And their dad is a perfect example. And I don't know if it's wrong to call him out in front of my children. Um, again, I don't do it often. <laughs> you know, oftentimes I'll just do it through questions. You know, I'll be like, but didn't he cancel too? And, you know, how are you feeling? And why are you upset with me when I cancel, but you're not upset with him when he cancels? Um, and I'm hoping to, like, do it that way for them to be like, oh, wait, yeah, mom, you know, mom hasn't canceled and I still think she cancel. I don't know, whatever. Like, I'm just, I don't understand. I don't understand why my children are on his side. And even though they're not supposed to take sides, um, it's like they defend him. Anytime I say anything, even if I ask a question about him, they defend him. They have never stood up for me and defended me ever, like ever. And I am just really sad by that. I feel like that's unfair. I feel like not only do I have the narcissist that is in my life, even though he lives so far away, right? Like I still have to co-parent with him. But now my own children, like my own children are literally taking his side, even though they're not supposed to take sides. They are literally taking his side and I don't understand. And it makes me very sad. And I think like, I really hope that one day they will change their mind and they will see the truth. Um, I think he's just so good at manipulating them that that is why they don't see what's going on. Um, because he's literally like, if there was a grade to give a narcissist on like a scale of how narcissistic are you? My ex-husband would be the A plus, <laughs> like he would get the A plus because he is so good at being a narcissist without being found out that it is mind-boggling. Like, I, I see it so clearly because I can see it and I know what to look for. But literally, no one else can or my children can't. And I don't understand. So I guess the whole point of my episode, of this episode, and I'm sorry if I've been dragging this episode out and just sort of like <laughs> brain dumping whatever is in my mind right now um I just never thought like I thought when my ex-husband left um to move away from my children I thought they would be mad at him I thought they would be upset with him I thought they would be like dad how could you um, they never did say that. They're like, no, we support him. He needs to go for his dream and he needs to make money. And uh, we still get to see him in the summers and vacations and all of that. So we're all for it. Um, they were not upset when he left. I thought they would be upset when he left to move from his current place, to move to another state to be with his girlfriend. <laughs> instead of moving back here to be with my children or his children, um, I thought then they would get upset. I thought they would be like, wow, dad is picking his girlfriend and his work over us, right? Like he's choosing to move with her and her children over choosing to come back and raise us. And I thought then they would be upset and they're not. They're like, no, he's so happy in his relationship Oh, you know, and the girlfriend is so nice and she's so great to us. And of course we support him. He's got a better job, making more money. He gets to see his girlfriend. Good for him. You're just jealous, <laughs> right? Like that has been my, my kid's response. And I'm like, someone, a parent, right? Like imagine a parent who makes their children believe that them moving to for a job, and then secondly, again, a year and a half later, for a girlfriend, that the, his children believe that that is actually a great thing for everybody, and for them, and for my children to be like, no, we support him, he's doing great, he loves his life, 
um, and for my kids to be okay with that and to not be upset with him, right? To not be like, dad, wake up. What are you doing? Why are you choosing your girlfriend? I, over us, um, I thought that would upset my children. It didn't. I thought when my ex-husband took me to court, when he said, I want all of the holidays, I want all of the time. And I told my kids, I was like, guys, do you understand that if he gets what he wants in court, you and I will never spend Thanksgiving together or Christmas, or we will never be able to go on vacation or have any summertime or any breaks together for the rest of your childhood. Do you understand that your dad is trying to make sure that I don't have any of that time with you? And he's taking me to court and you wasting my money and stressing me out to make sure that I don't have those things with you. And that's, is that okay? And they're like, well, yeah, of course. What else would he do? Because he wants all that time. You have us during the school year, um, you know, and he doesn't get to see us often. So what, of course he would take you to court. Even <laughs> when my ex-husband took me to court, my kids were not mad at him. Even when he was trying to make sure that I don't have any holidays or vacations or any time, any relaxation time with my children for the rest of their childhood. And he would take me to court over that. Even then, my children were not upset with him. And it's like, I don't know what it will take for them to be upset with him. I don't even know why I want them to be upset with him. I don't even know. I'm just. Um, I am just so hurt and so sad and I don't understand. I, I don't understand how my children don't see it. I really hope one day they will. Um, and yeah, I think that's what I wanted to share in this episode. So I don't know if you can relate. Um, again, just to go circle back to what I was saying before, like I thought my kids and I would be this, you know, happy little unit, and we would move on with our lives after my ex-husband left and moved, um, and we would just, like, kind of, you know, like, regroup and recoup and heal and move on with our lives, and we would be this little unit um, that together, like, we can, you know, we can heal from anything, and I don't feel like it's like that. I feel like it's me trying to heal from him from my ex-husband and my children being like, mom, just get over it. What the hell is your problem? He didn't do anything. Um, and everything I do is wrong and everything my ex-husband does is right in the eyes of my children. And I'm the one who is trying to turn them against him. <laughs> um, that is where my children are at right now. I do hope that I will come back at some point years from now with another episode where I talk about how my children see the truth. Um, but again, I have no control over, <laughs> over how they choose to experience their parents. So that is where I'm at right now. If you guys can relate, let me know. You can always reach me on Instagram. Um, I'm sorry if this episode was all over the place. I'm kind of just <laughs> um, saying what's on my mind without really planning for what I'm going to say. Um, but this is what's been weighing heavy on my heart this last year or so. Um, and I wasn't sure if I should talk about it because I don't want to throw my kids under the bus. Um, and I hope I'm not throwing them under the bus with this episode. I But I just wanted to share another reality of narcissistic abuse and that reality is that your children may not believe you and your children are going to go on and love the narcissist <laughs> despite what he's done he or she has done to you um and there's nothing you can do about that sadly so i just feel like they will come to their own conclusion um I don't know when, uh, because my ex-husband keeps disappointing them and not showing up for them and abandoning them, and they still are choosing him. And not only are they choosing him, 
but they are like despising me and what I stand for and they don't believe my story so yep I'm very sad so we will just leave it at that guys thank you so much for listening thank you so much for being here um I will try to do a new episode next week about what happened in court um and yeah in the meantime if you want to subscribe please do so and again thank you all for being here so much I really appreciate all of you and most importantly I appreciate you for believing my story bye